afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk, M1130, and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. I'm talking about affirmative consent. I'm talking about what a horrible policy it is. It's a horrible policy in our college universities. It's a horrible policy. We saw the... um the University of Minnesota put it in place and, and all their schools uh, in 2015 and Minnesota State followed uh, this past or 2016, 17. Uh, yes, it's 2017 last year. The policy uh, flips the no means no standard on its head so that students are expected in a in a sexual act uh, so far. Uh, California is the only state to have established an affirmative consent education requirements for high schoolers. Minnesota is trying to be second. Aaron McQuaid is the one who authored House File 4207, which would mandate affirmative consent instructions for all public school students in grades 8 through 12. Specifically, the bill, consent, must be affirmed by each party involved in a sexual activity. Things like a lack of protest or the existence of a dating relationship relationship do not qualify as indicators of of consent uh learn it at home from their parents do you think that's part of the problem yeah it might be part of the part of the problem um the uh, the culture is a huge part of the problem here but i want you to talk we're, we're talking about two different things here one we're talking about uh in the colleges which started a couple years ago here in minnesota and now all the way down to pre-k and this is we have laws we have due process for a reason. And in a free society, you have to have educational institutions and families who love us. It harms every one of us because you have you have passive cowering uh, students who are unprepared to democratically self-govern themselves. Colleges have a history of expelling innocent students. They stigmatize students with who um, as uh, sexual offenders. And now you're seeing more and more lawsuits being brought against these colleges and universities, multi-million dollar lawsuits where they are coming in and they're saying, guess what? You don't get to just come in and run roughshod over me. And, and this not only does this do a terrible injustice to the people who are falsely accused, but it also is a terrible injustice to the victims of sexual assault and the rest of the community. So then they kick you out of school. So guess what? You go to another school and you sexually assault some more people. There was one um, study that was done that said 3% of the college men are responsible for more than 90% of the rapes. These men find colleges to be a Go figure. Ideal hunting grounds. They have someone who's charged with this. Guess what? They boot you out of school and you move on to the on to the next school. It's it's ridiculous and, and probably just as bad is, is is another thing that I think people forget about is there there are men and women out there who have had fun, if you will, ever with. You know, the Internet's forever. It's debatable if you're ever going to be able to um, restore your your character, your integrity, your what people think of you. Now, I have a question. Is this just for the a law to put this affirmative consent into the education of sex ed in school? Or is this actually a law on the books now that 
you basically have to have a lawyer next to you to have <laughs> sex with the, somebody. Okay, you're right, and you're right. The first one that w- the first one that we're talking about, the affirmative consent in colleges, that's already on the books. It's not a law in the state, but it's a policy at the colleges and universities okay. here in Minnesota. So yeah, you basically need a videotape, which thank God they had a videotape. Of the incident. So of the 10 players who were accused, who were going to get booted out of school, who were booted off the football team, guess what? 10 of them, 10 of them, well, they all had to hire a lawyer. They went after the college. The college said, oops, we made a mistake. Regain their, their, um, their. And I'm guessing your, your debate is this is a public university rather than a private university. If a private university wants to do it, I mean, would you be for it then? No, but, but no, a public no, university no. Is supposedly this is for a everyone. horrible policy. It's it's a horrible policy to give the universities and colleges that kind of power. It is it's a horrible policy. We have rules of law due process. You can hire a lawyer. You can hear what what you're accused of in these kangaroo courts and colleges. No, Stan, they can accuse you of anything. You don't get to know who made the the accusation against you you don't get to know who's testifying against you you don't get to know anything and the and the uh, the university is the judge and the jury and there's just no recourse for how you get anything back other than suing the crap is this is another bill that's trying to put the same kind of mentality back into the into the schools in grade 8 through grade 12. So this is part 2. And then eventually they'll expand that out to more and more and more. The bottom line is we're a nation of laws. You don't get to have institutions that come in and say, "Hey, guess what? We're going to be halted. They should be the ones who are the most upset about this kind of this kind of stuff because they're the ones who truly need the help, who truly need to have some recourse." And and yeah, there isn't any. Let's take one quick phone call here. Mike, you're up. Hi Mike, welcome to the show. Actually, a, a movement in the culture now. I don't know if you've heard of MGTOW. It's essentially where men who've been accused, men basically, they just said, you know what? I'm done with women. I'm not going to pay any attention. I'm not, I'm having no, no contact because there's too many things that can go wrong. You can have claims against you of violence and so on, and they can take your money. You can do jail time. And re- there's, I mean, this is for real. It's called MGTOW, where men are just saying, we're done. We're out. You, you gals, figure it out. But uh, I, ch- I chatted with Stan. I mean, maybe the state needs to have a Bureau of Sexual Affairs where they <laughs> issue condoms and a GoPro camera to have any kind of relationship. I mean, this is absolutely insane it is so ridiculous mike they they repeatedly lawyers have been saying how do you fight back against this how do you you know how do, how do you um how do you prevent it or stop it or prove that you're right that i enjoy called war game where where it says strange game the only winning move is not to play <laughs> and essentially that's mctow we're out thanks Thank you. Appreciate your comments, Mike. Yeah, it's a segment with him. So if you have a question for him or a comment, uh, you're going to have to call in and we'll just do rapid fire questions. 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855. Doug Wardlow is exactly the attorney general we need in the great state of Minnesota. Stay tuned, everyone. Lots more coming. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and Twin Cities News Talk. Good Saturday afternoon.
afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Yes, Minnesota needs a new attorney general. What is an attorney general ever? He's going to be the greatest attorney general ever joining us today. Hi, Doug Wardlow. Well, hello, Sue. How are you doing? I'm great. I wish you could be in studio with me, but it's Easter weekend. I know that. And you know what? There's still time before you, and I want people to vote for you, and I want people to send you money, and I want people to help you, and all of that kind of stuff. So, first of all, Doug Wardlow, I want everyone to know how great you are. But first, I want you to tell people, what is an attorney general? So, the attorney general is the top law enforcement officer in the state and the top legal officer in the state. The attorney general is looking out for us. That's right. She's politicized the office, and she's looking the other way. She's gutted the criminal law division, so you know it affects public safety. She's not looking out for job creators. She doesn't push back the regulatory state like she should be, and she's not looking after election integrity either. And that's a really big issue: election integrity. Uh, in fact, Lori Swanson just announced that she's going to be having her office uh, join a lawsuit against the Trump administration, opposing the Trump administration's uh, citizenship. She is just. Is just- Doug, she is just a lapdog for D.C., just a lapdog for the progressive Democrats, isn't she? That's right. That's right. I mean, this question on, on the uh, census about uh, about citizenship is just it's meant to do two things it's to make sure that uh, we aren't having too much representation uh, based on illegal immigrants. And then secondly, we need to look for hot spots for illegal voting. You know, so if there are 100,000 people, <laughs> right. So so it's a very sensible thing to ask people about their citizenship on the census. It's been done before. But Lori Swanson and a bunch of other Democrat attorney generals, they're, they're, they're banding together to oppose it and, and bring a lawsuit and, and waste taxpayer dollars and resources fighting this uh, for entirely political reasons. And, and that's, political reasons. That's, the th- that's the thing that's getting them in time again. Hey, Doug, who are you? Why should you be our next attorney general? What, what, what's your background? And how can we know that you're going to fight for us instead of turning into um, a uh, Lori Swanson. Oh, that's. I'm sorry I even said that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Freedom, which is a Christian conservative nonprofit law firm, and we litigate religious liberty and free speech and rights of conscience cases all across the country. So I've been out there on the front lines fighting for freedoms, fighting for our constitutional rights. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that focus and do the same thing in the Attorney General's office. That's exactly what Lori Swanson should be doing, but she's not doing it. And then, you know, I've got the, a long litigation um, career as well. And I went to Georgetown for undergrad and law school and from Egan, Minnesota, you know, from right to work to limiting the size of government to tort reform. I know you did such a great job. I was really sad when you didn't run again. Yes, yes. That, uh, it, yep. It was, uh, we gave it a best shot. And, house, so. Well, yep, I know. I know. And that's why we need you in the attorney general's office. So after you win in November and you're the next attorney general of the state of Minnesota, what are the top two or three things? Congrats. It's burdening job creation, it's burdening business and industry in our state. You know, it shouldn't take 10 years to, to get a, a, a permit renewed for a mine. That, that's absolutely ludicrous. The Attorney General actually has the power to give a thumbs up or thumbs down to new rules and regulations, and we're going to be using that to so, stay back on a path to liberty. Right. So, Doug, Laurie Swanson's never done anything to address the, uh, to address those 100,000 rules and regulations. No, no. She just, you know, she just rubber stamps everything. <laughs> and then, you know, she works with state agencies, basically, to, to, to bully uh, Minnesota individuals and companies that aren't, aren't doing the things that she wants them to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Attorneys making sure criminals are prosecuted, taken off the streets, put mm-hmm. behind bars. And when there's a difficult prosecution, a uh, county attorney can't handle it. The attorney general's office is supposed to step in and help mm-hmm. or even take it over. She's supposed to handle uh, felony criminal appeals. 
but that part of the office has been gutted in favor of things that Lori Swanson and the Democrats think are more politically useful. And so that leaves our county attorneys without the, the help that they need. And she's not leading the charge on things like uh, human is put back into proper proportions, all the different offices, and make sure our criminal law division is staffed up so we can make sure our county attorneys are backed up and make sure that we're enforcing the laws and, and putting criminals behind bars and keeping Minnesotans safe. Right, right. So I think one of the things, too, is uh, Lori Swanson is very politically ambitious. You might remember she was was one of the names being thrown around to run for governor for ages. And then all of a sudden, for a higher political office and they stop doing their job of the political office that they're in and start positioning themselves um, in doing things yeah. that were are politically useful that will help them move up the ladder to wherever to wherever right. they want to go. She hasn't been looking out for Minnesotans for quite a while. Well, not, I'm sorry, an, an economist, I think, uh, to talk about to be your expert witness at trial uh, on these petrochemicals and that uh, 3M was basically just they disposed of them properly over the course of a number of years and, and according to the law. And then Larry Swanson comes in and says, well, hack activist from from berkeley that she brought in as an expert witness and, and she takes it so she forces them to settle for 850 million dollars right forces 3m to pay out that kind of big settlement and now she's basically appropriating it herself i know about going to the legislature <laughs> to all these different uh causes and things yeah she's not the legislature <laughs> it's not her money she doesn't get to get to do that and that was the other thing about that whole 3m case uh doug wardlow why did she why did laurie swanson a, hire an outside firm to come in and handle this kind of thing. Um, wh- why couldn't our own attorney general office handle it? Well, right. So, so if it was so important, and it's lost, you know, then, then the attorney general's office should have handled it, but instead they brought in an outside law firm, um, probably their friends, right? Right. And they, they paid the, Something the she has pretty a, clear. It should go to the legislature. Right, but she has a history of doing that, and Mike Hatch before her had a history yep. of doing that. Yep, that's yeah, right. And, that's, yeah, through Capital One, there was a settlement in 2000. That when Lori Swanson was solicitor general, consumer fraud settlement, and uh, the settlement agreement that she signed directed about $250,000 of settlement funds to go to Acorn. Right. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, crazy. Pretty remarkable. Okay, Doug Wardlow, we're running out of time. If people want to find out more, if you have a question about something, where can they go to find more information on you? Very good. Two places. So you can go to the website, which is dougwardlowag.com. So Last name spelled W A R D L O W A G for Attorney General dot com. Mm-hmm. You can also look on Facebook. It's the Doug Wardlow for A G is the Facebook name too. And I know you have a lot, and plus he's a really great guy too, right, Doug? Well, thank you. <laughs> Wonderful to be on. And we'll get you in studio sometime where we can talk about more of these things in depth. Because yeah, it's crazy when you see what's going on in that office. We need right. you in the Attorney General's office. Absolutely, I look forward to it. All right, thanks, Doug Wardlow. All right. Bye. Take care, soon. Yep, bye now. Oops, pressed the wrong button there. Okay, isn't he a great guy? I can't wait to vote for him. Dave Hughes. Dave Hughes is um, running for Congress. Colin Peterson. Stan, Stan, this is so funny. When Stan and I were talking before the show, Stan said, who grew up in CD7, he remembers hearing a Colin. (laughs) Vote for Colin Peterson. He's a straight shooter. (laughs) Straight shooter. And you remember that all the way from high school. That's amazing. And that was a while ago. That was so a long time ago. we came in and looked. We came in and looked. Um, you were looking through YouTube to see some of his past commercials. And there was one from, was it 2016? Mm-hmm. 2016 that had him shooting a gun. I would call a blue, lo- blue dog Democrat. He might be the only one left in the whole 
in the whole United States now. At right here, Minnesota, Colin Peterson. But the bottom line is he has to, he, he needs to retire. He needs to, he needs to go. Uh, Dave Hughes is a great candidate. He almost won last time and and talk about a sleeper race no one saw that one coming all right so when we come back we'll hear from dave hughes i still want to weigh in about the census i still have some things to tell you about about what's going on over at the capitol and oh i gotta tell you um keith ellison wants a maximum wage yeah it's as bad as you think it is Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for way too long. When Stan asked if I was getting lazy and having too many guests on air, no, Stan, I'm not. I have great candidates. I want you to get to know. I want you to be able to help on their on their campaigns. I want you to be able to tell your friends about them. I want you to send them lots of money. I want us to help elect these people so so that we can actually have some people in office who are going to represent us for a change. I'm tired of the Amy Klobuchar's and the Tina Smiths. I'm tired of the Betty McCollum's and the and the Keith Ellison's. I just told you about Democrat. Uh, Keith Ellison, who wants a maximum wage. Yeah, it's a stupid idea. It's as bad as you think it is. And, oh, what is a maximum wage, you ask? It's you have a minimum wage, but a maximum wage means that any amount of money, any earnings that you have over a certain elections are coming in November. We can't elect people like Keith Ellison, who would rather see rich people become poor than poor people become rich. These The authoritarian left has just gone crazy. And when I talk to you about my friend Dave Hughes, who's run, do this time he's going to do it with your help. Well, and mine too. Hi, Dave Hughes. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, uh, Sue. I'm uh, really happy to be with you, and uh, happy Easter. Happy Easter to you too. It's a. Uh, it's been a great Holy Week, hasn't it? Yeah. Go on. And and the 16th, frankly, uh, I'd like to do away with the direct, uh, the whole idea of the federal government knowing how much you earn and where you earn it from uh, without any suspicion of uh, criminal activity I, is repugnant to me. And so I'd like to get a, get away from direct taxation of income. But uh, Excellent I think that's going to be a really tough battle and something that not a whole lot of folks are thinking about at the moment. And now my my listeners know why I think you're such a great candidate. So let's back up and introduce you, introduce you to them. Uh, why don't you tell people who you are and why you want to to be the congressman in the 7th Congressional District. My name is Dave Hughes. I am a conservative outsider. I served uh, 21 years on active duty in the U.S. Air Force as an officer, a pilot, and an Iraq war vet. I deployed to the Canada. I'm running because I, uh, I want to save the republic from decades of bad policy. I want to be a conservative voice in the U.S. House to help the leadership there do the right thing. And I want to partner with President Trump to accomplish his America First agenda as quickly as possible because we know how much the swamp is aligned uh, steadfastly against them, and we only have limited time. But I want to conserve uh, the fundamental values of our founding, those of um, free enterprise, limited government, which is totally lost on everybody these days in both parties, individual liberty, and uh, a strong national defense. Wow, I want to vote for you. I might have to move just so I can vote for you. That's That sounds so... My, Betty McCollum is my uh, so-called representative, and I'm trying to get rid of her, too. Um, you're exactly the kind of candidate I want to see elected. How long has Colin Peterson been the congressman out there? He's in his 28th year in the U.S. House oh. of Representatives. Before that, he had a five-year break or so, and then before that, he was in the state legislature. So he's been in politics uh 
almost as long as I've been alive. And I, uh, <laughs> I really do think it's time for him to move on and for us to have a fresh voice in Washington. Why has it? It was very close. And I don't know who tracks these things, but I would, uh, I would bet a dollar that I had the least money in the whole country of any uh, congressional <laughs> candidate. And uh, no doubt there was a strong uh, Trump effect there. You know, he won our district by 30 percent. Uh, and so I came within five points of defeating Colin, which was the best result of any candidate, any Republican candidate in 22 years. And so Donald Trump just called Pete Stauber. You know, Pete Stauber's running up in District 8. Um, we're, has he called you yet? Because I bet he's ready to call you anytime. Uh, he hasn't called yet. I, I hope he will. And uh, I'll be reaching out to him shortly, in fact, because I have time. Oh, I'm going to call Donald Trump and I'm going to put in a word for you. I carry no weight with him at all, but I'm going to call and say, hey, I got another candidate here in Minnesota that I want you to take a good look at. OK, you told us a few of the things that you were interested in fighting for and working for. Um, and I want to go back to the amendments again for a little bit. I'd like you to expand on what you think of of more than just the 17th Amendment. And and I want to focus a little bit on the First and Second Amendments, too. How about where you stand on those? Well, I, there's 100% for both the First Amendment, every aspect of it, and every, every aspect of the Second Amendment. And frankly, uh, I, I just think that too many people don't understand the purpose of the Second Amendment, especially, uh, I don't know if you've talked about it today or recently, but uh, former U.S. Uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, John Paul Stevens, um, I don't think it's historically <laughs> accurate. Uh, the founders did not put the Second Amendment in there uh, so you could do sport shooting or, or high school uh, skeet shooting or or hunting. Uh, that's not at all the reason. They put it in there precisely so that the American people put, could put down a tyrannical uh, central federal government. If yes, necessary. yes, and, um, exactly. And even not amendments, but reforms at the federal level. I don't want to do anything at the federal level with regard to uh, gun rights and so forth. None of these recent mass shootings would be affected whatsoever by yet another new federal infringement. And exactly. so uh, Congressman Dave Hughes will fight all of that. Oh, I want you to win so bad. I want people to help you win. Okay, where do they go get more information about? The Hughes Congress is my handle. And uh, we have a website. It's Hughes for Congress. That's H-U-G-H-E-S-F-O-R Congress dot U-S. Okay, one more thing before you go, and I'm going to have you give all that information again so people get a piece of paper or a pen or your, get your phone out, whatever, so that you can write this down. Probably coming up soon here. When you're talking to people, what are the number, I don't know, one, two, three issues? What are the things that people in CD7 care about? Well, they, they obviously care about agriculture. That's the number one economic sector in western Minnesota. It is and has been and will be for a long time. And so uh, there's some concern out, out there right now about uh, agriculture. Uh, it's, it's down five years in a row, I believe, for income and profitability. So uh, that was punctuated recently. Two weeks ago, he, he decided to abruptly halt all negotiations at the House Agriculture Committee on the, the farm bill that they're working on that's about to expire this fall. Right. And it wasn't because there were details in there with regard to agriculture or ranching or anything like that that, that needed to be worked out, but because... Uh, his uh, leadership in the Democratic Party is about the farmers, and so um, that's that's hugely important. Um, the burning issue out here really is um, the matter of uh, border security. We've got to build that wall and do all those 70-point uh, uh, reforms that President Trump wants to do. Yep. We've got to fix our broken immigration system and the refugee resettlement program, uh, uh, foreign trade, and make, uh, make all that, especially agricultural trade, much more profitable. And finally, we've got to get rid of Obamacare. It's not so much in the news these days, but it continues daily to, to crush the farmers and small business owners in western Minnesota. Oh, it's crushing so many of us. I just can't. I, I hear story after story of people whose 
health insurance premiums are now more expensive for their family than their mortgages. It's just oh, absolutely crazy. you in studio or I'll see you at an event uh, coming up soon here. I'm sure. Do you want to give the information out one more time where people can get more information on you? That would be great. Uh, thank you, Sue. Um, if you go to uh, Facebook, uh, Dave Hughes for Congress, on Twitter and Instagram, at D Hughes uh, Congress, studio with you soon. All right. It'll be fun. Take care. Happy Easter you to you. Okay, bye. Um, don't you just want to vote for him, Stan? Yeah, I do. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, I want to talk a little bit about what's happening over at the Capitol. And i got to weigh in a little bit on the census. Whatever we're talking about, the Democrats are on the wrong issue every single time. Why do people still vote for them? Well, anyway, uh, they're, and they're wrong on the census issue, too. The idea that Lori Swanson is going to come in and Minnesota is going to be part of a Minnesota and stop being a lapdog for the... Liberal Democrats. Stay tuned, everyone. Lots more coming. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. How you doing? Okay. So Monday, the Commerce Department announced that the 2020 census will include questions about whether people are being counted as citizens. And I'll tell you, there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking people about citizenship. Uh, Canada asks about it. Australia, lots of other U.S. allies. The U.S. government has asked about citizenship for 130 years, from 1820 to 1950, as part of the short-form census and continued to do it in the long-form survey population, so one in six people, um, the the long form. Do you remember the long form? The long form is whatever. Every 10 years, when we talk about the census, inevitably, people who listen to this show get the long form. And they're mad. They feel like it's an invasion of their privacy, that the things that they ask from how many bathrooms, the long form goes to one in six people, and uh, what's it called? The American Community Survey. So it goes to about 2.6% of the population population each year and yes it does ask about the citizenship and the left is freaking out about this and you know why the left is freaking out about and they're probably right and you know what i don't care i don't care i think because so many uh illegals are counted in california they are overrepresented and that comes at my expense i don't think it's right and i don't think it's fair the census data is used to decide how federal funds are going to be distributed um and, and of course a lot of the cities would see to various cities and if some of the illegal uh, illegal people aren't counted. Guess what? They're not going to get all of all of that money. Now, I think I think the Democrats are over freaking out because, of course, they want the power. Of course, they want the control. Of course, they want the money. Uh, of, of course, they do because no seats in the 2020 census. So Minnesota is probably fighting hard too to make sure that we don't we don't lose a, a congressional seat. Right now, we have eight, uh, depending on what happens with population. By the way, we hear this story every 10 years. Every 10 years, Minnesota's going to lose a congressional seat, and we never have. Uh, they have to count everyone. By law, 
They have to count everyone. It's not like you can say, hey, I don't want to be counted. You have to be counted. And if if you don't fill out the form, then the census worker comes out to your house to gather the data. If you if they still can't find you or get a hold of you, they go and they talk to your neighbors. They, Why should somebody who is illegally who's not a citizen of the United States, maybe in the country illegally, why should they be counted? Why should there be additional federal dollars or additional representation for people who are not citizens of the United States of America? You know, the um, asking in some of the, in, in the census questions, they ask you uh, Spanish. Why is that okay, but, and not racist? <laughs> That's what they say. Um, why is that okay and not racist? But it, but it's not okay to ask if they really are uh, a U.S. citizen. A new Rasmussen report uh, showed eighty-nine percent of the American adults agree that it's at least somewhat important for the government to get an accurate count of the U.S. population uh, in the census. Six important. So ask yourselves. How can individuals here in America illegally be given authorization to have representation and how and why should they be represented in with the money and the power? So count everyone that's here and only in America, only in America, because our country is so lawsuit happy is our our. Is there going to be a lawsuit over this question? And the idea that Laurie Swanson is coming in and going to drag Minnesota into the dozen states, California, well, they're all are in an area. And by the way, Tina Smith, Tina Smith tweeted out asking census respondents their citizenship status is a reckless stunt designed to intimidate our immigrant communities. The census must be absent of political interference. Period. Do you want to vote for Tina, Tina Smith after knowing that? Do you want to vote for it? Because I sure don't. Absolutely, absolutely not. I am really sorry I didn't get to the stuff that was going on. Well, I did get to tell you about affirmative consent, which is horrible, and and I hate it. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'll, next week, I think we'll try to cover some of the things that are going on at the legislature. If you like Uber and Lyft, oh, heads up. They're trying to mess with that. You would think we'd be able to trust the Republicans in office. We can't. Uh, plenty of time left, and the Democrats are trying very, very hard to influence what's going to be what's going to be heard, what's going to move forward and to crush a lot of the we put the Republicans in the majority for a reason. Let's see them find their spine. Uh, we're going to continue the Muskie versus Walleye debate. Oh, good uh, one. You're going to talk about people pissed off at the others. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, it's getting heated. I bet. I bet. Well, you know, stay tuned for Stan's show and then we have basketball tonight, right? Bas- basketball tonight. Yep.